I'm Romy Newman, the co-founder and president of Fairy God Boss, and this is Fairy God Boss Radio. Welcome to Fairy God Boss Radio. Today, I'm honored to be joined by Sally Sussman, who's Chief Corporate Affairs Officer at Pfizer. And we're here in her beautiful studios at Pfizer, so it's a really exciting show for us. Sally, welcome. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Welcome to Pfizer, and thrilled to be having this conversation with you. Would you be willing to just tell us a little bit about you, your career? How did you get to this place at Pfizer? Well, I think like most little girls, I wanted to do something that mattered. And I began my career in government. But then I found that the wheels of change moved more slowly than I had thought in government. And so I moved into the private sector. And I had a theory that if you were in a great company that was public-facing, and you had a role that was part of that interface between the company and the public, you could actually do a tremendous amount of good. So I have enjoyed my positions in American Express, Estee Lauder, and now Pfizer. Yes, and, and of course here at Pfizer you must be very mindful that w- the work you do is really saving lives, which is an incredible thing to wake up to every day. It really is. It, we just wrote a new purpose statement, and it is breakthroughs that change patients' lives. I it's love pretty that. inspiring. A hundred percent. So how if at all, do you think along the way being a woman played a role in your career? Huge. I mean, being a woman played a role in my career and my life. Uh, our, I think our gender is profound in our identity. Um, certainly there were lots of moments along the way where I wondered, was I being paid equitably? And even more importantly, was I having equal opportunities? So at many points, I, I wondered, I worried, I tried harder. But I also think that being a woman had some very positive impacts on my career. And like a lot of women, I think I'm a good listener, a good problem solver, and I try to put those skills to work in what I do. And so what happens a lot to me, and I suspect to a lot of your listeners, is you sometimes get a project that nobody else wants. I think that's happened once or twice. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, right now, I'm one of the key people who's been tasked with moving our headquarters. So we're moving from this beautiful building that we're sitting in over to Hudson Yards. And it's a, it's a complicated task, and it's a lot of details and logistics and managing egos and being diplomatic, and it sort of landed in my lap. And I wondered if, in part, that was sort of one of those give-it-to-the-girl moments But I've really turned this to my advantage in that I'm learning a lot. Commercial real estate, New York real estate are topics I wasn't familiar with. So I've tried to use the opportunities that may have come my way because I was a woman to deepen what I know, to build my network, to just to grow. Yeah, I think that's a a great lesson right there is sort of the making lemonade out of the lemons or or just... um, taking the assignments we're given and using them to catapult us or develop us either in our career today or beyond. It's a great lesson. Tell us about the other women you've worked alongside, for, or who've worked for you. How have you developed good relationships? What what relationships have benefited you? And have there been challenges? I, I've been so fortunate in this regard. And I could speak for hours about the 
women who have positively impacted me. And, you know, you and I share a connection to the Estee Lauder companies. I, and, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And um, one of my great mentors is Jeanette Wagner. And she was the vice chairman of their uh, global business. And she became my mentor, and she's still my friend. Uh, she has a wonderful saying, noli secundus, which means second to none. And so I'm grateful to her for sort of planting those seeds of ambition within me that you should strive for greatness and not be, not diminish your own expectations. And it really was wonderful to work at a company by, created by a woman, by so many women leading it, and of course with women customers. Absolutely. And, and I personally had the experience where women really supported and fostered and developed mm. each other. And I think it was a really healthy and um, po- positive culture as a result. So now uh, you, you are kind of in Jeanette's seat. How do you think about passing the hand back? I, I am in a position where at Pfizer I am able to work with lots of great women. We have our executive committee is 50% women. That's really unusual. Really fantastic. It's great. And we just had three new women join the committee, head of our commercial business, head of our digital, and a new human resources lead. And so I really made a big effort to help them, to welcome them, to show them the ropes around the executive committee, because I want them to really be very, very successful. So that's one way. And, And then, of course, also leading my division. And the corporate affairs division at Pfizer is about 50% or even more female. And so I want to be a leader to the whole division, but a role model in particular to the women of how you can be strong, resilient, impactful. I hope I can show them how to do those things. Absolutely. And that leading by example is just so important. Um, So a lot of times we're asked... How do I know? How can I look for a good manager? How, what qualities make a good manager? What, what do you think? What would you prescribe to be the best manager? And that manager is so important, it's right? Everything. I mean, people start a new job to go to a, an exciting company, but I've been told they leave a job because of a bad manager. So what do I think it takes to be a good manager? Keep it real. Be as authentic and bring your truest self as you can into the workplace encourage people to take risks, but also have some fun. I mean, we have a lot of fun, and we, we do things that are unique. Um, we, in, in my division, we have a creative writing class going on right now. That's so much fun. It is. It really is, and there's no reason why you can't have fun. There is no rule that says you can't have fun at work. That's right. And I think, you know, if we're going to spend so much time at work, it, it just produces a better result for everybody. You can see the difference. Uh, so let's talk about work-life balance. We get asked about this a lot. What does that mean to you? What does work-life balance look like, and how do you how do you manage to have work-life balance? Well, I hope I don't turn any listeners off with this comment, but I like to work at work, and then I like to work at home. Um, that I have just shows dedication <laughs> and shows how you got to where you are. Well, I I, I work on other things yeah. when I'm at home. I. I'm very involved in politics. I recently became the co-chair of the International Rescue Committee, and I like to be busy. I like to feel productive. So 
I'm often doing things, and I relax and enjoy in the doing. I actually am very similar. I have a very hard time sitting still. It's stressful. It drives my family <laughs> crazy. I know. I'm one of those people, they say, would you just relax? But that is my relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you be willing to tell us about a mistake you've made? and What did you learn from it? This is one of the uh, questions in your program that I've most enjoyed in listening to others because we all make mistakes, and, and it's a great question. One that I never forgot was when I was working on Capitol Hill, and I was given information that I shouldn't have had about the senator's impending decision to retire. It was a secret. They were working on the announcement, but I knew it. And the secret sort of burned a hole in my mouth. And I told somebody who told somebody, and the whole thing snowballed out of control and leaked to the press. And, you know, I basically ruined this carefully planned retirement announcement of a, of a very um, honorable person. I feel for you. Oh, man, I feel in my stomach. I can still feel the burn of, <laughs> of shame and embarrassment. In the end, it was a great lesson. I've never done it since. And if I ever feel, again, the urge to tell a secret or break a confidence, I don't. Yeah. Because it was a painful but really important lesson. But do you think a man would have been as hard on himself? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, we do that. Um, all right, well, so I'm going to jump to our fun question, because you, as you said, it's we got to have fun. we got to have fun. So, uh, Sally, what is your favorite karaoke song? Well, I'm a terrible singer, but I can really belt it out to Aretha Franklin's Respect. What a song. A that, that's a great song to have in our heart all the time. What is your, your since you're so, you're busy, you like to be busy, what's your favorite way to exercise? Either your mind or your body? For both. I love to walk. I will walk, walk, walk. In fact, I, I think my neighbors much think I'm marching around, um, but I, I try to walk to work as much as I can. I feel better physically, and it clears my mind. Yeah. It's a true New Yorker. Mm -hmm. He's walking around. Mm -hmm. Who's one person, dead or alive, that you'd like to have dinner with? It's uh, such a, a fun and provocative question, and I'd like to put a twist on it, which is maybe, can I say future or alive person? I love it, yes. So my dream would be to have dinner with the first female president. Uh, can and I come? You can come. <laughs> we'll definitely do it together. I'm, I'm optimistic that we're going to do that in our lifetime. I hope so. Uh, what book has had a profound impact on your life? Without a doubt, Little House on the Prairie. I read every one of them. I, I dreamed of being Laura Ingalls. It just turned me on to a life of reading. I love that. But yet you, lived, you ended up living in New York City. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is no prairie. <laughs> it's got its own version of the wild forest, though. Absolutely. Um, so at Fairy God Boss, we are big believers that women don't brag enough. So we are going to ask you here today to brag to us about something you're really proud of. I am most proud that I have built a fantastic team. I recruited them. I've tried to encourage them. They have, uh, they are talented and hardworking. And I really, if I could leave folks with one idea, it really is that you can only be as good as the team you have. And building that team, making tough decisions on, on people issues if you have to, 
it's crucial. Absolutely. And I think that's so important both if you're a team leader or if you are on a team to understand it's it's not about an individual. Mm-hmm. As you think about building your career, who you're working with, who you're choosing to work mm-hmm. with. All right. So to close, I'm going to ask you, could you please leave our audience with one piece of career advice you you want them to really register? Absolutely. The one piece of advice I would say is if you are in any way contemplating a risk, take it. It can be scary, but it's really where the growth happens. And it it accelerates your change and it opens your your mind. And even if you stumble and skin your knees and fall down, you can pick yourself up and go again. But it is true that the only regret I think people have is for the risk that they didn't take. That's right. I love that. That's very inspiring. Good. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks so much for your time today, Sally. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Fairy Godboss Radio. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and visit us at fairygodboss.com. See you next time.